Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Girl Talking Mass. I'm with my girl, Anna Lee. Anna Lee and her baby that's almost ready to come. Oh, out. yeah, yes. You? She's here. Um, December 18th. December 18th, you guys. Ooh. I know, and I we want to welcome our girl, Rebecca. Rebecca, thank Yay. you so much for joining Hi. us. Hi, thank you for having me. We are so excited, and I think, like I just told you, like, Anna Lee and I are both in the content creator space, and... I think that that's just something that we we try to continue to empower in our Girl Talking Mas mm-hmm. family and everybody's probably like, why do you guys interview so many content creators or anything? But literally, like, that's our job. Like, we might not have a physical product that we're selling, like all these other small businesses, which we are always trying to support as well. But mm-hmm. support your content creators, y'all. Absolutely. <laughs> Can we just yes. start with that? Absolutely. Yes. Because, like, we are putting our links out there. We are, you know, sharing our personal stories behind our vacations and our family and our whatever. And we're doing that so that you know that we're supporting these brands. And you supporting those brands by, you know, shopping at Target like you're going to anyway or shopping at Amazon like you are anyway. Like, use our links and share our stuff and that like they're just sharing it doesn't even cost you anything to share so it's like you know so we are always open to supporting our fellow digital creators especially you know just because we are in that space ourselves but I met you at our Dallas Impact content creator event literally um it was so much fun meeting you and I was like I'm in San Antonio and you're like I'm in San Antonio me too yes that's crazy which blew my mind because I was like I don't think I've ever met you at any of our local events which Mm. kind of like made me think like this is what people think this uh, market's so oversaturated and I don't think it is because you're doing your thing I'm doing my thing and we haven't even crossed paths yet you know yeah until now I know because people say that too that it's like too saturated I'm like I don't think it is no you know you're still doing your thing you're making your money Annalise doing her campaigns and and doing her thing and we all three have not crossed but we're all three successful exactly Mm -hmm. so it's like you know where's the oversaturation at I don't see it but just we just wanted to learn more about you I know you were starting to tell me about your background and your family so just kind of like introduce yourself and just tell us what you're who you're about and Okay. Um, so my name is Rebecca King. Um, fun fact, King is my middle name. My parents decided okay. to give me that as a middle name. Um, I was born in San Jose, California, so I'm a West Coaster. But I've been growing up most of my life here in San Antonio since mm-hmm. I was about eight. So this really, you know, feels like home now. Um, I come from 100% Sinaloan blood. Both of my parents are Ooh, from nice. Sinaloa. Yes. Uh, I'm very proud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very, very proud. Um, Love it. And I come from, I'd say, like a long line of business owners and like entrepreneurs, because mm-hmm. when we met in Dallas, I had mentioned to you that my great grandpa immigrated on a boat from China all the way to Mexico as a chef 
to establish yes. one of the first restaurants in Sinaloa, Mexico, you know, and then obviously my parents like immigrated to this country. And I just, yes. I think about those things. And I think, you know, sometimes it's, it's so easy to think like, oh, being an influencer is too challenging or like, it's, it's not as, you know, rewarding as like other jobs. And it's like, it can be For if sure. you're patient. Right. And then I yes. think about my parents and then my great grandparents and my grandparents and the things that they had to do to see success. And I'm like, man, and I'm over here complaining. Yeah. Exactly. And they're over here going from a boat to Mexico to, you know, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and doing all this. Yeah, for sure. So what made you decide to be a digital creator and when did you start? So I started in 2019 on TikTok. And the thing is, oh, you were I, a TikTok baby. You were, yes. you were, yeah. You were there yes. from the beginning when everybody was blowing up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, I have a best friend who's a teacher and she has a younger sister. So at that time, I believe she was maybe like around 15 years old. And she told me like, you're so funny. I feel like, you know, you should just make a TikTok. And jokingly, I was like, you know what, I am gonna make a TikTok, even though like, I don't know how to, jokingly. I don't know how to put anything on there, like how to even use that app. Because um, what a lot of people don't know is that previous to like my TikTok career, I didn't have social media. Like I didn't That's have I an Instagram. You, so you weren't on Instagram. You weren't doing anything else. Nothing. Oh, you just wow. played up TikTok and just started doing something. Yeah. Oh, so I exactly like I opened a TikTok and you can still scroll all the way to the bottom. And the two friends that I'm telling you about are in my first like videos. And then I once I got the hang of TikTok and I started scrolling like the for you page, I me personally, right? This is coming from someone who's never been a digital creator. But to me, I was like, oh my God like this is the perfect time to hop on and try to showcase like what you're good at because I felt like I understood the algorithm like right away I was like oh like for I think sure. I know what people want to so the first POV that I posted which is point of view for anyone who might not know what that means which is just kind of impersonating any type of point of view and the person watching is getting the experience right of being the viewer right um the first one that I posted it only got like 200 views the first day but a week later it started just blowing up and within that week I gained 10,000 followers <gasps> and then it grew to 25,000 30,000 50,000 and it just I just kept posting like POVs right because people that's what people love to see that's and before you know I hit a million and it just went from there and that's what where was, I got signed to like I a talent agency and everything yeah and that's what we wanted to talk to you about was was how you kind of just grew that but what was your first TikTok that you put out that that did that for you what was the POV it was a POV of being a cool mom in the year 2050 so yeah like I was like cool moms in 2050 right and I can't remember it word for word but I know I was like oh sweetie for like your school project you should write about Kanye he was such a great president like you know throwing oh out like the, most, the most that's random, funny yeah you know and um people really liked that I always tried to do POVs of like what I think it would look like one day to be a cool mom or like a cool friend or a cool teacher and then I just started doing more like POV we all know this girl in the friend group like I also yeah. got a lot of um traction from impersonating the Kardashians which is to be expected you know yes. because they're they're so famous and yes. People just ate that up. Like people loved my Kylie impersonations. Oh my and gosh. I can't wait to go check this out, Annalie. I gotta go see this. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, I guess I want to ask you, like, how did you so like I I got really, I guess, popular for doing POVs, like career ones. Like all, all my stuff that's blown up is like career 
whatever. But how did you transition? Like, right? Like, I'm trying to transition mm-hmm. out of that. Like, just like, it's cool, but I still want to do it. But I want to do other like POVs or like just other content. Yeah. But I realized that my, my audience really likes the career one, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to transition out of it. So how did you like start like, I guess, experimenting and seeing like mm-hmm. that? Oh God, it's, st- I'm still experimenting. So I haven't been as active as I once was like, you know, six, seven, eight months ago, but TikTok is very unforgiving when it comes to like trying to transition out of the content that made you go viral, which is why I tell people like, if if your goal is to become a creator on TikTok, you need to know exactly what it is that you want to talk about for the rest of your TikTok career, right? right? Unless you have that authority, like if you're like Charlie D'Amelio or like Addison Ray, where you can literally post anything. like a video of you eating a French fry and like it'll go viral. <laughs> like most of us don't have that type literally. of like, yeah. And, right. And my team taught me that like you know like post and like you know influencer authority is like a thing. So I think man and it's it's such a good question because that's the question I think a lot of TikTokers are trying to figure out like how do I transition out of this because TikTok is so rigid like they immediately can tell if you're posting a video that is like what your audience likes and if it's not they just do not push it wow so I think it's yeah it's definitely frustrating and um dang we're about to get into the tea right now because now TikTok is like heavily pushing like us influencers to use TikTok shop, right? Yes. And they're oh like, my God, so much. I noticed it's, so and much. And like they everybody's talking about stated. TikTok shop. Do they do they tell yes. you that as a creator, as one of their creators, that you need to do that? Yes, like they publicly oh, stated and even in their emails, like they tell you, like, you know, we'll push your content more if you use like TikTok shop. And the thing is, like, this is public, like, information, but to actually, like, read it, you're like, okay, so what about the reason that, like, we started, right, Mm -hmm. when TikTok was literally just such, it was in its golden era, I think, in, like, 2019 to, like, 2020, maybe, like, the COVID era was probably, like, the golden and it then, was so good it was so yes, good it was it was I feel like that era of TikTok will never come back and I think mm-hmm. that's just every social media platform but it's yeah because that was its like, growth that's was that, that was its birth of it I yeah guess. but it's it's definitely like challenging I guess to try to incorporate your organic content that you want into and don't don't like like I definitely want to like dive more into TikTok shop but I want it to be things that I genuinely like use in my everyday sure. life you know same same right so so cool so our question the next one is because you just mentioned how you're working with an agency and you have a team Mm -hmm. now so your tiktoks were basically like a funny you you were doing your funny povs you weren't promoting Mm -hmm. anything you weren't sharing anything you weren't doing Mm -hmm. links anything like that right no so how did you so did your your management agency kind of reach out to you because they saw you as one of the up and growing tiktokers on here and they wanted to work with you is that how that happened yeah, so I got reached out to by several agencies. Really? Once I, I started getting agencies approaching me once I passed like the 150K mark. Um, okay. I noticed that once I passed that, I started getting a lot of like business inquiries or stuff like that. But that's when I got my first agency that reached out to me. I looked into them and I just wasn't satisfied with like what I was seeing and stuff. So I just waited. Um, and I think when I was around 500K, that's when the agency that I'm signed with now approached me and I just I just immediately like clicked with like everyone and it felt really right I was like this feels like like a like an actual team you know like I don't right. feel like a number 
ever when it comes to being with this agency. And my agency is actually like an official TikTok partner. So that's also nice. really great. Um, but I absolutely I could not do it without them. Like and it's crazy because the like the main my my manager he's like halfway across the world I believe he's somewhere in like Europe right now and he's Ooh, like he oh, lives wow. over there right so it's like a virtual thing but him and like his team I have just been such like I've been with them I believe for almost like three years now oh and wow I, that's awesome yeah nice. and like I have never felt the need to like switch over to another agency or like switch managers just because they're so great that is so cool. I love that they like they that they kind of sought you out and you were able to get that. And and I liked how you said you were you said no to a lot of agencies. What were some of the negotiations they were trying to put on you? Because I know you get to make obviously yeah. your money through your TikTok app. That 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 comes directly to you, right? Are yes. they are and then are they making their money by booking you a deal that you need to promote? Is it like something like mm -hmm. that, or how are they getting compensated for representing you and then you using your platform to help? Promote? Yes. So they, it's the industry standard for them to take 20%. Okay. Um, so like brand deals that they sign me onto or like ads, anything like that. It's like a 20, 20, 80 thing. Right. So that's okay. how they obviously like make their income. And obviously they have other influencers too. Like it's mm -hmm. not just me, but um, the things that I didn't like about other agencies was one of them specifically told me. And this was something I asked, like, very straight up. I was like, are you going to try to control my content in any way? Yes. And that was one my of next them question. does. <gasps> yeah. I won't put the name out there just because I don't want to get sued. But they were like, yeah. yeah, like, we are more strict about the people we represent. And, like, there's certain topics that you just cannot cover. Like, even political topics. Like, they were like, we, uh, like, highly I mean, advise yeah. staying away from that um, and protecting your image. Like, there was just little things that I was like, this doesn't feel right to me right genuine and for sure the agency that I'm with now is completely the opposite they're like you do what you're good at and we trust that that's that's that. even even when I've gone like three months without posting right like they literally will just be reaching out like hey like do you need anything do you need help do you need like ideas are you burnt out and I'll be like no I'm just kind of like taking a break and they're like okay that's fine and like they don't mind as opposed to other agencies will probably drop you like the second that you stop posting because wow. you're no, you know what I mean mm -hmm. that is so good and I love that they're not even trying to control your content so you have to be yeah. careful we have to be careful with the agencies that do ask us because they're sure. to yeah. know that there's agencies that are not controlling content yes, exactly. because sometimes you wonder like how much are they controlling and they don't get to keep any of your TikTok money that comes directly to you like for me make no. reviews and all, all that's yours right yeah or if, even if I book any type of brand deal completely on my own mm -hmm. like they don't take anything from that nice okay yeah you're so are you doing anything off of your Instagram too or is it just TikTok I so that's the thing like I'm trying to get back on like the Instagram thing and I'm trying mm -hmm. to transition oh, Instagram's so hard man Instagram mm -hmm. is so difficult like not not so much I guess difficult but it's so it's constantly changing to where the second that you understand it and your you, the algorithm is favoring you, it just like switches up again. And then like yes. your your views and everything just tanks and you're like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And it, I think Why? it's just, I think it's very inconsistent. But yeah. I would like to start posting more like, um, I guess, brandable content on Instagram. And that's the transition that I've been trying to figure out this year, actually. That's yeah. awesome. I think you said something really interesting. So like, is your, is your management company specifically like pushing TikTok shop? Like, do you have those conversations with them? And um, since you say they don't really control like your content, which is amazing, 
Like, do they suggest the TikTok shop route or are they just kind of like letting you go with whatever you, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't, I haven't sat down in a meeting to talk specifically about TikTok, sh- TikTok shop with them, but they do always try to encourage us to at least get to know the new features because, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is important to at least know how to use it or what it is, you For know, sure. things like that, because there's a lot of different ways to make money on TikTok. Like it, before it was TikTok shop. I don't know if you guys got access to um, it was basically like like a platform inside of TikTok where they would connect creators and brands and yeah, you would create, uh, uh, yes. yes, you would create ads for them and you wouldn't post them on your social media. They would the just UGC. like pay yeah, you for the views, basically. Yes, there was a lot of UGC going on. Yeah, and I did it for like two or three months, but once you start taking on a lot of those and you're just mm-hmm. doing it, I guess like for the money, like you do face like burnout because yeah. you're like mm-hmm. at this point, I'm just working for these brands and I'm no longer working for myself. Right. You're not even posting exactly. anymore because you're not having exactly. to post the content. Yeah. And then TikTok shop rolled around. And at first, at first I genuinely thought that it wasn't gonna like Stick. thrive. Do well, but same. it's, it's, a whole thing like I have heard numbers from creators who are like on TikTok shop and it's actually like insane to me like how much they're no, making yeah. and like, I'm I have like... a friend I have a friend who like sells fajas and like she's from my hometown mm-hmm. and like just like in the past month like 6k 6k selling yeah. fajas yep off of TikTok shop like mm-hmm. and she she used to get her fajas you know like from a place and then they would deliver them to her and then she would sell them herself and then now Mm -hmm. she transitioned everything at TikTok shop crazy it's crazy how like you know and this is something I love talking to people about it's crazy to see in the last 10 years how much the internet has evolved and how much Mm -hmm. it continues to evolve because talking right a little bit about their rival I guess we have to um like Meta who is like the owner of Facebook and um and WhatsApp, Instagram, all of those platforms. I attended a virtual metaverse event recently where they're talking about, you know, like uploading yourself onto the metaverse. And it's so crazy how the way that we're having this interview mm-hmm. at one point in time, we'll be able to be wearing a very thin, very modern headset. And with that headset, you guys will, it'll look like you're sitting right in front of me and you guys will be able to see me like, you know, like a hologram. I mean? Yeah. Yes, correct. And I was telling my sister, like, that was only a thing that they rolled out for, like, celebrities, right? Like, who had passed away, maybe, mm-hmm. like, Tupac yes. Shakur, uh, Michael Jackson. And it was, like, a 10-minute thing, you know? And now to think that all of us are going to be able to access to that, that Can you is, imagine, like, Annalie, we'll be sitting, like, you're sitting right here with me. Yeah. That'd literally. be crazy. Yeah. And she so- will be, like, running by, like, what is going on? <laughs> And Mark Zuckerberg already conducted the first interview in the metaverse, right? And I'm not sure who the man was that was in this interview, but they're in two different points of the world and they're showing the perspective of like what they're seeing. And it's like, it's literally like them sitting in front of each other. So when you're watching it, it looks like they're sitting next to each other, but they're really not. And that's what they're experiencing as well. Like the glasses or whatever they're wearing, it's Mm. literally like they're seeing each other face to face. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine like that's going to be something we'll be able to do soon? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so like, so I'm a very, I'm I'm a very like business mindset person. Mm -hmm. So I think 
unfortunately, I think that is going to take a lot of jobs. But fortunately, yeah. right, for creators like us, imagine how easy it would be for us to let's just like, for example, write like a course, like how to start a podcast and you mm -hmm. upload you teaching that course so that whoever purchases that course from you is literally like having you as a teacher physically like not physically but they're almost like you're right there you. right yes right and I'm I'm sure that that's gonna make people be willing to pay more because it's you know For you're sure. basically getting someone teaching you something right in front of you mm -hmm. so I think that's gonna be really interesting to see like what creators come up with in the metaverse to monetize it right because at the end of the day that's that's Mark Zuckerberg's like intention is obviously like to monetize all of this for sure wow yeah. that is so crazy I have a TikTok question for you and this is just going to kind of be like tear towards me like Annalise doing really good on TikTok and growing mm -hmm. you know consecutive you obviously exploded within a week of so you got your 30 50 100,000 followers within like days mm -hmm. so how do you think one that is like stuck Mm -hmm. <laughs> me like you know I'm, oh, I know okay. a lot of people that get stuck at like a certain I'm not and I'm not and I'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm bad like I'm not even at my 1k yet and I think it's, it has to do with me being the type of content I was doing and I think I was all over the place I was doing like recipes and this and that and I wasn't doing the whole funny thing like you and Anneli are both doing like the funny comedy. POV comedy type of thing and I I mean I, I'll do like lip sync funnies but other than that, I haven't really put myself out there to do that. Do you think that's the niche that gets you your, like, the, the is it the funny thing that kind of, like, that gets you the boost that you need to get up there? So or the thing about comedy and why it does so well is because it's very likely to be shared, right? When someone right. finds something funny, they're going to send it to their friend. Or if they're watching a POV, that's, like, you know, the, the drunk friend in the group, right? And yes. everyone has that friend in their in, in their friend group, right? So they're going to send it to their group chat and be like, oh my God, this is so-and-so, or right? So um, I guess the comedy, or it doesn't even have to be comedy. It can be like shock factor. It has to be shareable. I tell people like- Shareable, got it. Yeah, if you're actually trying to grow like quickly, I would say like creating shareable content. And I think it's really important for personality to shine through on TikTok, right? Because- People's attention span on TikTok is like ridiculously short. Mm -hmm. So you need to stand out from all of the hundreds of other videos that they're scrolling past, right? Like we like recently, right? Maybe like a year ago, we saw Alex Earl blow up and she was just like a regular girl kind of like posting. But what a lot of people don't know is that she was posting for a long time before she blew up, but she just stayed consistent with showing like her personality and her real life, you know, and people found that to be relatable she's no longer relatable because now she's like a celebrity right but at that point that's what gave her that virality is that she was just so relatable and so like you know open and honest are you having to kind of keep connection with your audience that you that you gained to be able to keep on Ooh. getting the the reciprocated likes and follows or shares or whatever like are you going back and commenting mm -hmm. are you going back and having the dialogue with whoever's commenting that kind of thing yeah I I definitely like especially in like my viral videos I definitely would try to go in there mm -hmm. and just reply to as many comments as I could like the the funny ones I don't respond to like the hate ones just because I'm like I'm not gonna waste like a response on someone who doesn't support me when I could be responding to someone who does right um but yeah definitely or like even when I would get the chance when I first started 
on TikTok, I used to tell people like, if you DM me, I'll DM you back, right? And I used to DM back every single person that would reach out to me. Wow. And I would just thank them, right? But it obviously got to a volume where like, that's impossible. Um, For sure. But but the thing about, you know, your TikTok audience that a lot of people don't understand is creators who are getting a lot of views in their videos, it's not from their audience. Um, it's from the For You page and from yes. stuff. It's, n- it's usually a very small amount of your audience that consistently like watches your videos again, unless you yeah. have that type of like yeah. authority, like, you know, the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And so, like, I had asked earlier, like, about the transition, because obviously, like, I'm pregnant. Um, like, I'm a, I like to say I'm a semi-retired party girl. Like, I was that party <laughs> girl. Now I'm mm-hmm. about to have a baby. Um, and so I'm kind of trying to transition my content. Um, so for you, I guess, like, with the family, like, um, how, number one, like, how has it been balancing your online life and your family life, like, your real life and your online life? And then do you do family content or how do you like navigate mm-hmm. that world of having your family, you know, in on the internet mm-hmm. or online? So this is, man, and it's, it's such a challenging thing because I feel like at the end of the day, most of our family members aren't on social media as much as we are. They're not as exposed out there. So to them, right. that's like too much. Like, I don't want to be put on the internet like that. You yes. know, I don't want to like... And at the end of the day, you just have to be respectful, you know, like, there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes I do think like, man, if I had more family members who were willing to be in like on camera, when they're doing really funny things and stuff, but obviously, like, I have to respect their privacy. When it comes to a balance, I would definitely say like, I talk to my mom about everything, like digital, everything that I do on Mm -hmm. social media, right. And obviously, she has no social media or anything. She just logs on to like the TikTok, like website to see my stuff. It's so cute. Yes. (laughs) Um, And she actually is like the person who keeps me very grounded, because she tells me like, at the end of the day, whether we choose to believe it or not, the internet could disappear from like one day to the next. They could ban TikTok. They could ban whatever it is that they want to ban, right? And so my mom tells me like, you need to have, you know, something going on in your like physical life as well, not just like the digital life, which is why I do social media marketing in like my nine to five, which is something that I really, really enjoy. And, um, you know, I try to, I, I try to keep a balance between that, like having like the corporate nine to five, but then also mm-hmm. being like a digital creator. But it's really challenging for sure, yeah. because um, like most people, right, have a normal nine to five. They have children. You're about to have a, a child, you know, so that takes up a lot of time. And then trying to squeeze in like being a creator, uh, it's challenging for sure. And when it comes I'm like to literally at work right now, like I'm at yeah. work in a conference room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. And that's something that people don't really see about like being an influencer. You know, a lot of people have negative things to say about the perks that influencers get. And I'm like, okay, but if you compare the perks that we get compared to the amount of work that we have to put in to even get to those, I'm like, it's not a perk anymore. It's just like, okay, like, thank God I got like something out of it, you know? Right. And people are like, oh, like, that must be nice. Like, you just get paid to like, take little selfies and stuff. And it's like, you have no idea what goes on behind a brand deal. How many times you have to re-edit a video? How many times you have to resubmit? How much time that takes to set up? The resubmitting. So yeah, like I just went to ACL. um, Oh, I I live in Austin, but 
I worked with Coca-Cola. And so I um, was at ACL and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of working. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, you're working. And I was like, no, dude, like I had to get actually shot. Like I was actually working and yeah, they paid for my, me and my husband's ticket, but, um, but I was working. Still, so, yeah. And, like I had a good time. It was just like, yeah, like it I had to get works. what I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. They're like thinking like, oh, you just get to go to a music festival and hang out with your husband all day. But you're like, no, I'm working. I'm getting the, you know, this, <laughs> yeah. this content yeah. for Coca-Cola. He's over here recording me. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and people don't see that. Like they don't see because that's, that was me when I got invited to VidCon, right? To be like a, like oh, a feature nice. creator. Nice. It's like is there's so much that goes on behind the scenes where you have to be somewhere at a certain time. You have to talk to all the right people. You have Mm -hmm. to know where you're going to enter. You have to know where you're going to get to, how you're going to get there, like what area it's in. And not only that, but a lot of brands are very, um, like they're very anal about what they want you to post and how quickly they want you to post it. So it's like when you're at these events, like you get to enjoy like maybe like half of it, but the other half, you're thinking like, okay, I need to get good lighting. I need to see where I'm going to take this video. I need to make sure I have good signal so I can upload this at high quality, like all these things in your head. So it's like, you're not even fully present at the event, you know? Exactly. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all this for one, because we are super excited. So like you said, you're nine to five, you're doing social media marketing as a, as your job job. Yes. A social media marketing and social media manager for For like a a law firm. Okay. Yes. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You kind That's of still cool. be in the social media, but you're keeping your nine to five. You're doing all mm-hmm. all of the TikTok thing on the side. Yes. And so that's, that's actually like such an, it's such an interesting, um, talking about like transitions, right? I was mm-hmm. like, why focus too much on transitioning to Instagram when I can transition to like a physical job and slowly start building, you know, like a portfolio of like companies I've worked with to yes. one day, hopefully build yes. an agency. Like I yes. try to think ahead and it's, it's all truly, truly thanks to my mom because my, my mother is like the, one of the smartest women I know for sure. And Sounds she like tells it. me the same thing. She's like, one day you're not going to want to post TikToks anymore. She's like, because she tells me the same thing. Like you're, what if one day you have like children? She's like, or you're just like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to anymore. Like, tired, you know, yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> she's like, it. you need to, you need to start like thinking about, you know, and that's where all of this started. Just like a conversation I had with my mom over some coffee. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, we are so happy that you joined us. I want you to tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can go see, we, we can go oh, see yeah, all these absolutely. amazing TikToks and how we can stay connected with you. But thank you so much for joining us because we really appreciate you just like kind of sharing your journey and just giving us insight into the whole like TikTok world and and how that happened for you. Because like I said, we are here to like support each other and it just, absolutely. it means a lot. Of course. And thank both of you for having me. I truly appreciate it. This is my first um, podcast interview. So Yay! I'm really honored and I'm really excited. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> so everyone can follow me at it's.rebeccaking, I-T-S dot R-E-B-E-C-C-A-K-I-N-G. That is on Instagram and TikTok, which is where I'm most active. Yay. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much again. We got to get stay connected. We have to get together since we're both in San Antonio. Oh my God. Yes. I actually would would love that. I would love to just come and support and just be like, like we're here. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.